Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. It's another week and we got another, well, a continued Far Out conversation for you. And this isn't another day. We're on this, it's the same day, part two, and we are still here on location at... Uh, Three Mile Island. Three Mile Island, that's right. He forgot. We're here. We haven't Shit. left. It's <laughs> the same day. <laughs> you know, whatever though. And we have equally trimmed or goatees that are yeah. <laughs> trimmed correctly. So, <laughs> so if you... So if you haven't watched the first part, Joseph, just give us a quick synopsis of what we talked about last time, uh, or just a few minutes ago, because this is the second, <laughs> second episode. Yeah, la- technically last week, because that's when we yeah, updated yeah, yeah. it, so yeah. you're not wrong. So you're seeing this a week later. So what I came up, and I'm going to try to bring it down, condense it, uh, it's just Three Mile Island, the first events that started it, and what Mr. Rick Parks and... Uh, started going through with the, the crane development that they wanted to use pretty much. So yeah, that, if you want more detail, go freaking watch the episode. Yeah. And I think it, that's crazy. Yeah. So go back, watch episode, uh, watch part one. So that way you can kind of catch up on that before you go along here. Cause you may not understand too much unless you've been keeping up with the three mile Island information. All right. So I'm gonna pick it back up yeah. uh, right where we left off, which was just five minutes ago, five minutes ago. So uh, Larry King tells Rick Parks, Go tell the NRC. And you know what Rick Park said? What did Rick Park say? I'm going to go tell the NRC? And he said, so I did. Oh. He goes and tells the NRC director of the cleanup, Mr. Lake Barrett, and he says they weighed out the risks and looked at both sides and decided to move forward with the crane without testing it. He recently said in a documentary interview, quote, was it an acceptable risk to move forward with the defuel? Yes. And therefore, I approved it. So yeah, I guess, and he doesn't really ever give an explanation of like why the reason. No, and if you were to watch the documentary, he's just very defensive about everything. Like he's just, he doesn't take Base. responsibility. He's like, "Well, we did it, but and for the a lot of buts and like deflecting." You know what I mean? Basically, don't blame me for the decisions yeah. I made. It wasn't a him decision. It was an us decision when things went wrong. Yeah, but when. When it was successful, that was me. That was me. That was all me. So where we get into the the more drama is Rick Parks asked Barrett for confidentiality, okay. to which Mr. Parks thinks he outed him to Bechtel intentionally. Oh, I mean, so he feels like he uh, somebody like, dude, you threw me under the bus. Yeah, yeah. So like, after intentionally because it's we when things go bad, exactly, and me when things go good. Well, you got to remember, too, that they're dealing with millions of dollars for this cleanup, like, to hit uh, certain uh, points. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So after the fiasco at Bechtel, uh, after that fiasco, I should say, okay. Bechtel goes and asks Larry King, what are we waiting on? NRC says it's okay. He didn't sign off on it, meaning he's holding the money from them and hitting their milestone. Mm. And take a wild guess what they do to Mr. King. They fired him. Correct. They fired him. Wow. Not only did they go after Larry King, they went after Edwin Gishel uh, and ordered he have a psych evaluation and not allowed to come back until after he passed it. Oh, snap. A psych evaluation on a guy that you put in charge and trusted to get this done, to handle everything. Hey, by the way, I thought you were uh, not all mentally there. But go ahead and take care yeah, of this after large a couple job. Month, after a couple months, we now see that you're not mentally fit for some reason. Yeah. After holding us back. 
But from his obituary, because he died in uh, 2011. Okay. It says, having served 10 years in the Navy submarine force, oh, 10 wow. years testing and refueling the reactors and nuclear submarines, and nine years designing commercial reactor plants. Wow. Oh, commercial nuclear plants. I'm sorry. So I don't know what his what was wrong with him, but I trust that he wasn't all there for some reason. Right? I mean, he seems like a pretty <laughs> smart guy to be. He's pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> seems like he was pretty sharp. Yeah. Especially not being like. I think it. I think it's exactly what they thought it was, where it was kind of like we have to have an escapegoat, es- and yeah. these two individuals are escapegoats. Yeah, I want to point out it's not scapegoats; they're just scapegoats. Scapegoats. <laughs> yes. Is it scapegoats? Yeah, it's, it's not scapegoats. No, it's it seems more logical to be scapegoats because they're like escaping with, uh, like, as somebody being. Uh, just edit that out. <laughs> You're like, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Probably am. But uh, yeah, no, I think they were scapegoats. Yeah. Yeah. Scapegoats. Correct. Someone to blame it on. Well, to get their money, too. Now, at this point, Rick Park knows his days are numbered. Uh, One morning, he gets in his van to go to work, and it won't start. Sure enough, he checks his battery, and the positive cable is loose. No problem. He grabs a small toolbox from underneath the passenger seat, opens it. You know what he finds in there? A bag of Mary Jane. What? Yeah. (laughs) He finds a bag of weed in his toolbox. And Wait. he takes it into oh. his house okay. and flushes it. And as he pulls up to the security gate, they stop him. And according to him, they had never stopped him or searched him in all the days that he's been working yeah. there or had uh, this responsibilities uh, for the crane. And until okay. then, obviously, it's just a coincidence that when he went in there with the crane, they want him you know, to be removed. And all of a sudden, they want to search him. And they stop him and search him at the gate. Mm-hmm. So, coincidence? So, the toolbox, I can't was, legally the say. toolbox was in his vehicle, right? He has a small little toolbox uh-huh. in, his, in his van. Uh-huh. or Yeah, his van. Okay. At the time. And a bag of marijuana, Mary yeah. Jane uh-huh. weed, was uh-huh. in his toolbox. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't like. He got rid of it. Didn't realize like where did this bag of marijuana come from? Oh, he knew. He knew. And so he had an idea. The one uh, he had never been searched at the gate before. Uh-huh. And this one day where he just so happened to find marijuana, uh-huh. that's the day they're like, "We need to search your van." Yeah. Something happened. A uh, twist of fate happened where his battery was undone, and he had to look inside of his toolbox. Yes. The incidental find coincidental coincidental find so what i'm thinking is whoever was setting him up okay they didn't communicate properly yeah so they're like hey we want him to be late to fire him so undo his battery cable so the other people were like oh plant some drugs in his van (laughs) and so they just both did at the same time and ended up canceling each other out so bad on them bad on them for not communicating or one of them was like this is kind of messed up I'm going to find a way where he's going to find the marijuana. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to look out for him. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I can't Maybe. let this happen to him. Maybe. It's kind of messed up. Were they, were they talking like this, too? Yeah, they're like, man, you know what? What they're about to do to him, that's wrong, man. Uh, so he knows he's <laughs> in trouble. Mr. Parks knows he's in trouble. Deep, deep doo-doo here. He calls GAP, which is the Government Accountability Project. Okay. Which, as you can tell, is from the name Helps Whistleblowers. 
and to get information without being named or targeted like Mr. Okay. Parks is being. It's kind of what you don't you want that for whistleblowers. Yeah, so especially he met, if they're uncovering such shenanigans. He meets Billy Gard, who is a woman at a bar. Okay. He felt was safe with the engineer drawings. Now, he shows Billy the drawings and shows her proof that the crane wasn't up to par and that management team knew about the high risk and decided to go through with it anyways. Mm. She lets him know that, uh, hey, you're going to need to do more than just talk to me. She needs him to come out and show all the evidence, too. Yeah. Of course, he's, you know, adamant about it because it's happening, obviously, that those people tend to die suddenly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like big whistleblowers, they tend to just go missing. Or disappear. Or get uh, what modern day people like to call Epstein. Uh, Yes, Jeffrey Epstein. So Mr. Park, after talking to Billy, goes down to Washington, D.C. and talks to Tom Devine, the legal director at Gap. And over the weekend, nonstop type up the affidavit to give to the NRC. Mm. So Rick Parks is at a crossroad of uh, going public. He loves the nuclear energy. It's what drove him and gave him the life and the career that he has right now. Okay, And what he's risking is pretty much being blacklisted from the nuclear industry. And these huge companies are just going to let him do his thing, you know? Well, I, yeah. They, I highly doubt, as we see in our present time, that when uh, certain large entities mm-hmm. are about to be exposed... Those individuals just suddenly uh, kick the bucket somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of aneurysm that never popped up, pops up. Yeah. So that night, as he picked up his sons uh, and drove back home to his apartment, he noticed his front door was ajar. Oh, dear Lord, this guy. He walks into his apartment, and it's been ransacked. There's stuff everywhere throughout the entire apartment, Nothing, but nothing was taken. His TV, Hmm. his guns, radio, all that, nothing was taken. It was just ransacked. Yeah, definitely not looking for anything. No. What was messed up was his cabinet where he kept all his paperwork and important documents. Ooh. What a coincidence. So if he hadn't gone down to Washington, D.C. with that documentation when he did, Uh he and his two boys would have ended up in the middle of that break-in and probably pre-Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. Gone missing or something. Heard. Definitely, definitely would have gotten got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as you can tell, all that did was just really upset Rick Parks to where he did not hesitate at that point and made a point to go public and make sure everyone knows what they're doing, uh, what they're going to do before they even did it. Yeah. And the FBI told him because they ended up coming in to uh, help investigate because uh-huh. they couldn't trust like the local police or anything because... They could yeah. be bought out and stuff. I'm sure they were getting paid off. Oh, yeah. And so the FBI told him that, yes, he should get himself and his sons out of that area with what he's about to walk into. Whoa. So is this at a point in time in a crossroads where we could have trusted the FBI a little bit on this whole situation? Uh, Back in the... Or would you say that these may have just been one of the few trustworthy FBI... I think they weren't... I think the FBI at that time, I didn't think they had enough time to be involved... To get like some people who uh, kind of not bought out. But well, like, I think at that time they were the too they were too uh, too focused on like the Black Panthers and the KKK and all infiltrating them and causing uh, mayhem during that time. Yeah, I from think the so. inside. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, th- those were their big projects. Not a nuclear possible nuclear meltdown. Uh, meltdown. 
That yeah. would have cost like half the eastern seaboard to be uninhabitable. No, no, no. So obviously he goes public. Okay. Press conference, affidavit being handed, being hand delivered by Billy to the NRC, and they vote not to allow the crane to be used. So that's a plus one for, for the NRC oh, there. Wow. Uh, this kicked off a congressional investigation. Well, obviously they didn't care about what was happening. They just wanted to try to meet certain uh, deadlines. To deadline. get paid. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason that they actually, back. yeah. So his, his coming out into public actually helped uh, persuade a vote in a safe direction. Yeah. And help stop a catastrophe. Catastrophe. Catastrophe that could happen. Oh, Jeez. look at you. Now you're messing up. Manila, I only did it once. Okay? It wasn't a whole thing. You just cut out that part for no one else to see. So as I said, yes, he goes public. Mm -hmm. Press conference. Affidavit being hand-delivered by Billy to the NRC. And they do vote, like I said. Yep. But this kicked off a congressional investigation, which pissed off the management, obviously, which stopped all work. And laid people off until it was done. And, of course, blaming it on, quote, Rick Park's bullshit allegations. Well, isn't that the isn't that the whole point of things is, like, to blame the individual who... Yeah, uh, and not what they were doing. Yeah. But more came to light, too. Don't believe your lying eyes or that, your lying ears. Scapegoat. Yeah. He was a scapegoat for them. It's like, hey, of don't look at was. us. Or like rushing things and doing safety concerns that could kill all of you. Like yeah. it's him stopping everything to be safe. But blame the guy who is uh, stopping the line for safety. They were basically uh, able to influence the media yes. into targeting an individual to be their scapegoat. Uh, no, not the media. It was, it was like the workers and everything. Like, hey, this is why you're being laid off. This is why work is stopping. It's ah, like oh, okay, and okay. His allegations. So like, they were basically true. They were getting the employees to go against the uh, the guy. Well, they were, yeah, they were they. Okay, the employees that were fired and not working, they were like, well, what's going on? Why why can't we work? What's yeah? I need so a, I need a job. Bechtel and all of them were just turning it like, oh, it's Rick Park's fault yeah. for like stopping everything. You gotta realize too, some of these guys are just blue collar, like they just. They want to go and just work. Yeah. You know, they're not into like all the, they're, uh, they're not white collar like they're you. They're Joe six pack. Yeah. You you're, know, you're not, they're not white collar like you. No. It's your white collar. Yeah. You know what I mean by Joe six pack though? Yeah. What do I mean? Like just a regular old Joe Schmo. Yeah. Well, Joe six pack means he just wants to work, go home, have a beer and buy beer and, and go back to work. So a drunk? <laughs> no. Oh. You don't have to be a drunk to enjoy beer. I mean, if he's going home drinking a six-pack every day, that's quite a bit. <sighs> Anyways. All righty. So what they found in the investigation, as I said, more came to light. I mean, if you're drinking one beer, okay, but, I mean, he's taking a six-pack home every day. What they found in the bro. investigation okay. from the beginning of the construction, uh -huh. the company management was falsifying critical leak rate data and destroyed documents in order to keep the plant running. Remember that valve that calls uh, this whole thing? Yeah. It was damaged due to the that very leaking they falsely claimed was fine. Hmm. They concealed from the government regulators those issues to the power, to the water cooling system. They knowingly did this in a nuclear reactor power plant. <laughs> and of course, they found out they lied on the first day of the accident. There you have it. So from the get-go, this thing was just planned to yeah. <laughs> go catastrophic. Well, here, here's the thing that I notice about most individuals. I would say the common person mm -hmm. doesn't look in-depth or question most things because they're too busy with life. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, like most people, like the regular Joe Sixpack, mm-hmm. he's going home. He just wants to go to to, to work, come mm-hmm. home to his family, have a beer, enjoy a TV show, and go on with his life. I think when I things right. when things start interrupting, mm-hmm. then they're like, "What's going on?" But not really looking in depth or researching what exactly is the cause of the situation. They mm-hmm. just kind of go, "Oh, well, the news is saying this, or my boss is saying this, so that must be what's going on." Instead of going, "Okay, there's something more." Uh, nefarious going on in this yeah, situation. Yeah, not questioning everything. Like, go into the details. Yeah. It's just like, oh, they're doing their job. I'm going to go do my yeah. job. Which I've noticed, like, even in today's society, like, they go, and like, even if you look at most people that you, like, your coworkers, uh-huh. if you feel like you're a well-informed indivi- citizen, talk to some just, some of your regular coworkers and just ask them, like, hey, have you heard about this? Most of them will probably say no, or if they do, they recite exactly what the news media tells them. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you go, and then you question their that narrative of the news media. You give them extra information. They're like, "Oh wow, I didn't know." Did that. you know about this? Like, oh no, it's no, like, I didn't yeah, hear about that. They're just pick and choosing what they want to hear, just taking it for face value. Exactly. And I want to make a correction. Mr. Edwin uh, passed in 2017, not 2011. Oh, okay. So I apologize about that. But I also want to say Rick Parks. Uh, he sacrificed a lot, <laughs> like. Two, uh, like a month or so before he went to Three Mile Island to mm-hmm. work, his wife died Oh wow! in a car crash. So he had Jeez. to take his sons. And while working there, like those year or something like that, he mm-hmm. met a woman there. Well, that's good. And fell in love and everything oh, and started. Well, love story. Cool. Doing good. everything. Good, good. But. Okay. When he said he was going to go public and everything, he knew how much, like they would go after her, like they yeah. would do things. And so. It ruined that relationship for him too, and and look at look at this whole situation. That's just a an organization that has influence mm-hmm. that is trying to use this individual as a scapegoat and demonize him. Mm-hmm. Imagine the the amount of influence and power the mm-hmm. federal government has to redirect and influence the narrative that's going on in yeah. today's society. Mm-hmm. The control that's that's had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's really important to go and do your own research. I mean, read a couple articles. Yeah. It's not hard to not just take everything for face value that's going on in the news or anything like that. Like, just yeah. do a, a quick 10-minute search and you'll find so much more. Like, what, what, what today are you going to look back at and go, I can't believe they actually believe that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, like, how yeah, did it was so obvious. <laughs> how did they not see it? Uh huh. Is is like laid out right in front of them. That is it for this one. I hope everyone enjoyed, and I hope it brought to light, um, I guess, the sacrifices some people make that uh, to you bring know, the in truth. Order to, yeah, in order to be a whistleblower, there's a lot going on than just, oh, hey, he's the bad guy doing this, and you know, smear campaign on him for sure. So definitely, when somebody <laughs> says they're the bad guy, try to find out why they're trying to say that they're the bad guy. Yeah, just okay. saying. Look into both sides. So like, share, subscribe. We are ready to leave this site because there is a lot of radiation burning. My right little now. buzzer thing's going off right now. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get cancer in two years. So also hit the bell. Yep. And remember, you can find this, find us on Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, and Apple Pod, and anywhere you find podcasts. This is the end.